This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, live from Union Bar and Grill, 178-2180th Avenue in Tinley Park, it's time for the Scores Miller Lite Top Draft Show with your hosts, Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans. And always live on the free Odyssey app. That's a magic number. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron here for 670 to score. Broadcasting live from Union Bar in Tinley Park, man. Got a great crowd out here. Look at everybody out here. I feel like we're infiltrating their Friday night. Oh, we, as we should be. Yeah, and you know, I don't get to go on too many dates. I got two kids, so I don't get out the house much. So this table, right. this table, just so you know, we're on we're on a date. I'm the fifth wheel okay. of this table right here. And over here, don't worry, I feel I'm all over the place. Well, for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. This, this is what I'm doing. There was right a now. minute this table right here. I thought they were taking a picture of me. Like I just saw them embracing for a moment, and they were taking a picture. I'm like, oh, I kind of looked nah. up and started posing for a minute. No, it was all about them. And I'm, they I'm, were in their own moment right that there. That looks that looks like my chair right there. That's okay. What, that's I'm, I'm, I mean, the, there's def- there's some tater tots available for you. And you know, like. you know how much I love tater tots. Uh, so we are going to be here till 10 o'clock, hanging out. Uh, if you are here on the southwest side, man, come hang out. We got some Bears tickets to give away. We also have an opportunity for you to be on the field at Soldier Field during the Bears game. But the only way you can win is if you come hang out with us. All right? Union Bar. Got to be here. That's right. So um, we're going to start the show the way we always do with the trifecta, the top three stories of the day in my brain in no particular order. Caesar, number three. Let's get it. Number three. Number three, of course. Anybody watch the uh, World Cup today? Anybody? All right. All right. So you got right here was all about it. Got over here. They're, they're all smiling, so they probably didn't lose money the way that I did <laughs> today. But of course, uh, first match of the day: Croatia stunning Brazil. Right, man. Some penalty kicks. Here a pin drop in here right now, Ian. And that's it. Brazil. 
the Southern Fields. Or can Latora Martinez send Argentina to the World Cup semifinal? Yes! What a good game, man. So the first one, obviously, Neymar coming through and just shocking the world, doing what he always does, getting the goal in, in extra time. And then all of a sudden, Croatia just comes back, stuns the world, does the exact same thing. And then in the penalty, in penalty kicks, man, it's almost as if, I, I got to be honest, man, I hate, I love soccer. I love World Cup. Probably my right. top, yeah. top two sporting events that, I've, that I witnessed, World Cup is not number two. Okay. And so that's how I feel about the World Cup. But I will say this, I absolutely hate it when games are decided by penalty kicks. Really? Especially at that level. Yeah, because... Do you hate it more than college overtime? Like college football overtime where each team yeah. gets a possession and then yes. you got to figure out who from actually, 25 yard lines is going to score. I actually like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like that a so lot. So then what do you dislike about penalty kicks? You've had literally over an yeah. hour yeah. of actually regulation game opportunities the 92 to take hours. the lead. The 92 really? hours. Really? Because okay. here's the thing, right? It's so difficult to score in soccer. Uh -huh. And so the fact that you've played at that point, you know, two hours of soccer and, right. and, and you can't decide who wins. To go to penalty kicks seems like it's like in the NBA if you went to overtime and you made people shoot free throws. Like well, I mean, there is a defender, there's a goalkeeper that's there in position with an opportunity. But what's to get the a success? Stop. What's the success rate of penalty kicks? Extremely high. It's got to be mean, like you, in the you 80s. See, you see a guy sail him over the net on and occasion or something like that. I mean, you at least got a chance. Again, again, at this level of the uh, World Cup, if you're talking about you know some college match or MLS, sure, so be it. English Premier League. I love but it, the man. World Cup. I love PKs. I do. I love it because it just it drips with so much urgency. Where you just somebody is eventually going to miss. Somebody's yeah. either going to miss hit the ball, or a goalkeeper's going to guess right, or start early and not yeah. get called for. Like there's there's a lot of just drama I in that you. moment. It's like the NFL though, right? Where in the playoffs now a game can't end in a tie, right? right. So they yeah. got to do something else in order to anyway. Second game, Argentina, Netherlands. I was at Theory Bar in, in River North. Oh, yeah? And I'm watching. That's a Hawkeye bar, by the way. That's an Iowa it? bar theory. Oh, oh yeah, man. man. You know what? Now that I think about it, we had a pitcher, and it did have an Iowa Hawkeye on the side of As it. As most pitchers should have Iowa Hawkeyes on the side of them, no doubt. Iowa alumni here, Anthony Heron. Uh, so I'm watching the game. They go up 2-0 on uh, Messi's penalty kick. Okay. It's about in the 83rd minute. Then all of a sudden, Argentina knocks in another one. Or excuse me, uh, ne uh, yeah, Netherlands, Netherlands knocks in another one. Yeah. It's two to one. And then all of a sudden, in the 100 and, 100 and uh, like right, 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 at, they had 10 minutes of extra time. They go ahead and bang in the other one on a set piece that was just absolutely beautiful. And then they go into extra time, end up in penalties. And then Netherlands, for whatever reason, man, just couldn't come through in their first two strikes. Argentina wins. Argentina versus Croatia Tuesday in the World Cup. That's going to be a great one. Uh, do you have a favorite in the World Cup? I mean, it was Brazil, but okay. they ain't in it. So, I mean, we'll see, man. Anything's up for grabs if Brazil's not in it. I got England. I, I put a futures bet on England. Okay. So, I'm hoping they win. Because so, I've well, lost bet you are. way too much money in the last two weeks, <laughs> and I'll tell you more about that story in a second. But let's go to number two. Number two. Of course, the Chicago Bears are on a bye this week. No game after losing to the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. And, you know, you, you – I, as a civilian, mm -hmm. tend to think, what are teams doing during the bye week? What, what can they be doing? How can they better their team? Well, Coach Wanstat uh, had an opportunity to talk to Parkinson Spiegel, and he, and he talked about what coaches should be doing during the bye week. The coaches are – and the biggest problem that the coaches have is, is they all get bored at this time, and they, they all want to start adding, 
you know, new blitzes. They want to start adding new plays. Yeah. And and, and right now, I, the Bears aren't ready for that. I mean, the, the Bears, in my opinion, you know, we, we talked about the offensive lines getting better. I mean, they need to fundamentally – I would just focus on fundamentals, to be quite honest with you. I really would. I, I, would, fund, I would work on situations, you know, red zone, goal line, you know, two-minute, uh, third down. But the emphasis of my practice would be – fundamentals, offensive linemen moving people off, doing pass rush. I would go good against good pass rush in practice. And during bye weeks when you were playing in the NFL, did you feel like coaches did too much and tried to implement too many new things when you were experiencing that when you were playing? It, it depended on the coach. You know, each, each staff kind of has their own little philosophy on how they like to try and attack a bye week. And really, it depends on how late in the season it is, too. I mean, you think about the fact that we're into mid-December, well, almost mid-December at this point. The yeah. Bears are finally getting their first bye week, their only bye week of the season. So guys are beat up physically. They're worn down mentally. So, And especially just the way the CBA works right now, you got to give them time away. But one thing Matt Eberflus talked about was just wanting to make sure that they gave the players things to focus on, like a few areas for them to improve in every way. So... For me, when I was still in the league, I mean, it's been well over a decade at this point, but you had the opportunity to go out there and actually practice. Like, the coaches could kind of set your body. I see what you're saying. A lot of guys would give you some time away, but they didn't necessarily have to just let you get away for the entire week. It's changed now where you have to get a certain amount of time away from the facility, but... You know, back when I was still in the league, man, they could say, you know, we're going to practice through the first half of the week and just give you kind of a long weekend off. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. So how, how would you have felt had you came back, like, let's say if you do get the CBA and you had some days off, uh -huh. and your coach was trying to implement, like, a bunch of new things, especially this late in the season, would you be a bit rebellious or would you be like, why are we doing this? I or mean, if we needed it, like, some teams need a lot of answers, man. Like, you, like I had Marty Morningweb was my coach my first couple of years in Detroit. And we knew, like, the, he just wasn't a quality head coach. We didn't have a lot of faith That's in funny. what he was implementing <laughs> with his supposed West Coast offense. That wasn't figuring anything out. Wasn't a great leader. The defense was kind of in shambles. Had a lot of veteran guys in and out of the lineup. So we could use a change. We could use something a little extra for Marty every once in a while. But if you actually feel like we got a system in place that's working, if you got a lot of guys who don't really know the game yet, then you might be more apt to just say, let's put the work in, let's work the fundamentals, and let's just kind of rep what we're doing and get better at it. So it just kind of depends on how much faith you actually have in the coach and what he's been kind of doing yeah. schematically up to that point. I can, I just, I'm, I'm picturing myself coming back from Jamaica and I'm like, nah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing this one right here. I feel like there's a spring break in Jamaica story that's kind of baked into that somewhere. I, I wish, somehow. I wish I had enough money to go to Jamaica during the spring break. <laughs> All right, that was number two. Let's go to number one and wrap this thing up. Number one. Number one story, of course, yesterday, Thursday night football. What a game, man! Raiders, uh -huh. Rams, Baker Mayfield. I mean, obviously, everybody's been talking about it. A little over 48 hours with the Los Angeles Rams and then does what no one else thought was possible and actually drives down the team with two minutes left and gets the game-winning touchdown. No timeouts for the Rams, 15 seconds, second and 10 from the 22. Baker throwing near side, it is caught! Van Jefferson for the touchdown! And with nine seconds left, we're tied. The Rams can take the lead on the point after. Baker Mayfield with a brilliant pass. Now that I now that I'm hearing that back again, I kind of regret 
having asked for that highlight to be played again. Uh, and there's a very specific reason why. Why is that, Gabriel? I'll explain it in just a second. There goes your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. Three, that's a magic number. Right here on 670, the score. I am Gabe Ramirez. He is Anthony Heron. Shout out to everybody listening on the Odyssey app. Shout out to my HD2 crew, people that listen on 104.3 HD2. And shout out to everybody that's here at Union Bar, man. As I was walking in, I thought to myself, there's got to be like, this is like a, it's a Friday. People, it is. Back when, I was, back when I was younger, this is what I would be doing. I'd be at a bar. I'd be drinking. I'd be, I think I'm going to drink today. I mean, we're repping all ages in the crowd tonight, by the way, too. We got a little youth in the house. We got some clean shaving in the house. We got some balding in the house. We got some folks <laughs> dressed up. We got some grown and sexy in the house. We got some folks just super, super cash. But think, everybody is here getting it in. You think we got any 21-year-olds here? Any 20, uh, any 21 year olds I mean, here? In theory, they better be at least 21 in the house right now. Oh, like somebody who just hit there. that. Okay. Just hit that 21 milestone. We gotta, we gotta give them like okay. a Miller Lite cup or something like that. The 21 year old yeah. that's over there. Uh, but hey, are, any any teachers in the house? Any teachers? I got my my extra hey, y'all for teachers shirt on right now. Teachers. Shout out to all the teachers in the house. Got to make sure I buy some Miller Lite for the teachers. Teachers over there by the bar. Okay. We'll make that happen. Anthony, they're drinking heavily right now. We know this. Oh, yeah. We know oh, what kind yeah. of week they're At the they end of a school week, just waiting for that vacation oh. to hit. It's almost time. It's almost, uh -huh. Everybody's right. waiting for that Christmas Waiting break. for that winter break, man. Waiting for it. I, I know I am. My son's finally in full time <laughs> right now, too. He's getting ready for the winter break. And then that way you guys can kind of chill out a little bit. Because yeah, you send, we'll you send them to daycare, and then you and your wife get an opportunity to exactly. have some, some quality exactly. time. So, so here is the reason why I hated playing that clip. I'm listening. So I lost, I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to mention the exact amount of money that I lost okay. last week when I bet on North Texas and I'm UTSA. I'm getting the impression it was substantial. That amount was. <laughs> so then like most gamblers, you go chase your money, you uh, know, that's what you got to go, yeah. that's what you do. And then you think, you know, I work on the score. I watch a lot of football. You do. I should be able to tell who's going to win this knowledgeable. game. You know this stuff. Raiders, Rams, no Daryl Henderson, no Cooper Cup. John Wolford's hurt. They got Baker Mayfield. Easy money. Raiders been playing well. Can't go Josh wrong. Jacobs is playing. They giving it away. Literally. Basically just got the bank vault opened up saying, Gabe, come get it. And so what do I do? I open my app and I'm like, I'm going to make all this money back that I lost <laughs> last week just with North chasing, Texas. Chasing. Literally chasing. And so I'm sitting there and it was 16 to 3. And I'm texting my group chat because I told all of them to bet on the Raiders. Okay. And I'm like, Fellas, look like it's a group, group victory today. Right. Where are we going to go celebrate tomorrow? Uh, are we eating steaks? You know, just, just talking crap yeah. all in my damn thing. People are, you know, going crazy. Then all of a sudden, it's 16-10, and Josh Jacobs can't get the first down on third and two. Yeah. And then I put in my group chat, I put, or nah. And I put it jokingly. Yeah. Like, I think we still good. You know, Baker Mayfield's going to go. Right. Baker Mayfield, he just got there this morning. He literally no just got way there. he knows the playbook. So I'm watching it, and then, you know, a holding penalty here and a, and a first down there. And then you're, you're a little worried, but you still say to yourself, I watch enough football. Right. This is extremely difficult to do. Yeah. This isn't Tom Brady that I'm watching, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. This isn't, no, this is Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, what happens? Raiders get a sack, about a nine-yard sack. You think the game's over because they have no timeouts. And then did you see what happened? I did not. Baker Mayfield gets up from the sack. It's a nine-yard sack. They're like on their own 30-yard line. The game's really about to be over. Baker Mayfield gets up, and one of the defenders for the Raiders slaps the ball out of his hands. Ah. Game's about to be over. All right. 
15-yard penalty, first down. Now they're sitting like at the 50. Okay. And I'm watching the screen, and I see Baker Mayfield's so eyes. You basically slapped your money out of Baker's hand. Literally. Is what happened. Literally. And then I'm looking at Baker Mayfield's eyes, and I'm like, you look too swaggy right now. You know what? Give me Gabe's money. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Baker had the football, slapped your money out And then of Baker Mayfield's like, it's almost as if he, like, transported himself back to, like, being back at Oklahoma. Back swaggy Oklahoma, like yeah. I'm the man. Just ready to plant the flag right there I, on Thursday This is what night. I do. I'm, I, oh, wait, I forgot. I'm an actual quarterback. Uh -huh. And he starts dropping dimes all, right. all the way down the field. Right. And then on the very last play, when they talk to Baker after the game, they're like, man, what were you thinking on that very last throw that we just played the highlight of? And he goes, I can't believe they were playing man coverage. <laughs> and Richard Sherman starts going crazy. He's like, what were they thinking? It's a two minutes left. You're supposed to be playing cover two. You're not supposed to be doing this and that. You're not supposed to be doing that. And then all of a sudden, he, they, they say the exact same thing, and he throws, he, throws, he throws the thing to the corner of the end zone, touchdown, and then before you know it, there goes my money right out the window. Three, I, put, I put 350 on it. I'll say, I'll say the exact thing at 350. Ah. And that was what got it for you. When he slapped that ball out of Baker's hand, did you know? Was that when your stomach first dropped in that moment right there? Tell me, it was right after. I saw Baker's eyes. Anyway, yeah. so I'm down 350, and I haven't bet. And then I, then I bet on the Netherlands today. It's just, I'm ice cold. <laughs> Are we still chasing it this moment? I only put 50 bucks we on Netherlands. Fresh. This is, is going to be a fresh week. It's going to be a new week coming up. Luckily, we get paid next Friday, and I can go ahead and burn <laughs> some of that money on there. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron. Here at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar in Tinley Park. We got a great show for you guys. Some great guests going to be giving away some awesome prizes again. Bears tickets up for grabs. All you got to do on the field. Step up to the front, talk to Brandon and Darren, our promo team members, and they will take care of you. All right. Someone who is in a good mood, Cody Decker. Yeah. Uh, we get the opportunity to talk about him. Talk, uh, talk to him about the winter meetings, all the moves the Cubs have made, all the moves the Sox have yet to make. And <laughs> still waiting. Still waiting. And we'll, we'll see uh, what, what players does he think are going to be on the move over the weekend. And we get a chance to talk to Cody Decker right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show right here on Chicago Sports Radio. The Union Bar. 670 the score. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar and Grill, 17821 80th Avenue in Tinley Park with Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. Happy Friday, everybody. Hopefully you guys are doing well. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron. Broadcasting live from Union Bar here in Tinley Park. I got to be honest, I'm a sucker for cheers, so I'll stop the whole show if you guys. <laughs> there we go. A little energy in the house right here. I like that. I like that. Is anybody eating salad? Is anybody eating wings? There we go. Anybody having nachos? Anybody having the, the sausage and peppers? Okay, all right. We're trying to figure some stuff out right now. They got a very eclectic and extensive we menu haven't, with the Union Bar. We're trying to figure yeah, some stuff out. We haven't ordered yet, obviously. So we're, trying, we're just anybody drinking right Miller Lite. Hey, there we go. There we go. Now we're talking. All right, uh, so we are here. We're going to be at 10 o'clock again, giving away some Bears tickets. So if you guys are riding around the north or southwest side of the city, make sure you guys come on down to Union Bar. All right, right now. We get an opportunity to talk some baseball. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. 
we get to talk to none other than Cody Decker. Cody, what's going on, man? Oh, man, living the dream. How you boys doing? You know, eating, trying to eat sausage and peppers. <laughs> Drinking Miller Lite here, man. Um, Cody, let me jump right into it um, and talk about, you know, the moves that the Cubs have made so far with Tyone and, and Cody Bellinger. Um, were you surprised that the Cubs were making moves that early as opposed to kind of seeing what was happening and, 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 not, and that those first two moves weren't necessarily a shortstop? Uh, well, let's be real clear. These are just two moves that are fairly low-impact moves. You needed a guy that can go and go and eat up some innings and possibly get you some wins. Tyone had a pretty decent year with the New York Yankees the last couple of years. However, I'm not really big on him being – he's not going to be your ace, obviously. Honestly, he's a solid three or even four starter, and I'm glad they got their hands on him. Cody Bellinger, one-year contract, $17 million. That seems pretty reasonable for a former MVP. Maybe he can get right in the friendly confines of the Chicago Cubs in Wrigleyville. But let's be real clear here, man. He's been playing in Los Angeles and won an MVP. He was loved over there while hitting 150. So I'm not sure if the friendly confines of Wrigley is going to really make that much of a difference for the guy. But maybe he does. And if the Cubs aren't competing halfway through the season, they have a possible chip that they can move for the future. However, I don't think they're looking for that. The problem is the best hitter on the Cubs last season is currently playing for the St. Louis Cardinals. And it breaks my heart to say that out loud. Uh, Co Cody, let me ask you about Cody Bellinger again. It's because, you know, you mentioned his batting average when he was playing for the Dodgers. Like, what can he do to fix that? What can he do to be more productive in that space? And do you think this one-year deal is going to give him the motivation to do just that? It could be. It could be the case that the one-year deal helps him out. And, you know, that happens. Guys go to fight. You know, sometimes their grass is greener on the other side for certain players. That could be the case for a Cody Bellinger. But what is he going to need to do? He's going to have to make adjustments to his swing, make adjustments to his game plan. Um, it seems as though he started making certain adjustments here and there. But the, here, got to keep in mind, he brings you some versatility when it comes to a left-handed hitting bat. He can play center field at an elite level. He can play first base at an elite level. He can steal bases. There's a lot of things he brings to the table if he's not hitting the way the old Cody Bellinger was hitting. And keep in mind, yeah, hopefully the Cubs are not done. This is a team that does have a lot of money that they could spend. The question is, is whether or not they will, because here's the thing. They need a shortstop, and there's really only two shortstops available, Correa, and, of course, you got Dansby Swanson. And here's the thing. they got to compete with teams like the Los Angeles Dodgers, the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, and the San Francisco Giants, all of which looking to add right now. And the Dodgers are scaring me because they haven't done anything yet, and the Dodgers never do nothing. Now, Cody, the, the way the offseason has gone so far, you mentioned like so far on the hot stove, there's a couple of moves, but nothing really seismic from the Cubs. And so if they do happen to swing and miss, we're, we're under the impression they're swinging on these shortstops. If they miss on both of the remaining major players at shortstop, then have the Cubs failed the offseason up to that point? I'm sorry, I missed the last part of that. Have the Cubs failed the offseason up to that point then if they swing and miss on the two remaining major shortstops? I don't know if it's going to be a swing and a miss because here's the thing. You're mentioning that it looks like they're making moves, but it looks like moves for the sake of making moves. That's the problem. If you don't have a plan to build for the future right now and you're basically all around getting your hands on Carlos Correa or Dansby Swanson with other teams that you know for a fact are going to spend more money than you, then it feels like a losing cause to go into half-handed. So I'm a little worried about what the Cubs' plan is going forward. 
But still, the as of right now, the NL Central is a weak division. The Cubs last season, with the team they had, put together a decent second half. And this is a team that is looking to compete in their potential division. Let's be real clear. The Cardinals, as of right now, are the best team in the division. But the Brewers aren't looking to be all that good this next season. I don't think you're going to see much out of the Reds. So the Cubs have a chance to actually maybe sneak into the playoffs because it is an expanded roster than we're normally used to. And remember, let's not forget what the Phillies just did with their wild card spots. So really, winning the division doesn't matter. Getting one of those wild card spots is just as good at this point. Talking to Cody Decker here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez with Anthony Heron for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, broadcasting live from Union Bar in Tinley Park. Cody, I'm, I'm, you made me start thinking. You had me thinking now because of the other teams that are, you know, out there searching, and you make up, bring up a great point, right? Like the Dodgers haven't done anything. It's, uh, it's extremely unlike them. If you are, if you are Carlos Correa, what would make you sign with the Cubs over? the other teams that you mentioned that seem a little closer to, to championship aspirations than the Northsiders do? Uh, money. <laughs> That's it. That's it? Nothing else? That's it. I, hey, man, I want to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, team culture, great cities. Dude, they're all great cities. I love Chicago with all my heart. But every city's pretty great in their own respect, and everybody hell, The guy last year decided to sign in Minnesota, so it's very clear he's willing to sign in any city depending if the paycheck is right. So quite frankly, Carlos Gray has made it abundantly clear. He wants money and years, and someone's going to give it to him. Is it the Cubs? I don't know. They have, they've done nothing to make me believe it will be. When you look at, think about the financial position the Cubs are in, you know, we're a couple of years into the marquee network. It feels like even had Crane Kenny on the station earlier this morning just talking about the willingness to spend but wanting to do so wisely was essentially the point he made earlier, do you think the, the more well-heeled squads, the ones who at least shown themselves around Major League Baseball to go heavy for free agents, is there really smart money to still be spent, or is it just about, I guess, being willing to, quote-unquote, overpay for some of the top talent out there? Well, overpaying, underpaying, it's always a gamble at the end of the day. You're betting on a lot of things because you're, one, leveraging a player's past, assuming they're going to have that as their future. And let's use Cody Bellinger as a prime example. A couple of years ago, the Dodgers were in a position that they could have extended to a relatively modest contract, probably around $100 million to Cody Bellinger, who was young and just won the NL MVP. And right now, if that was the case, the Dodgers would be kicking themselves based on the production that he's given them the last couple of years. Right now, uh, you, you know, you could look at a guy like Carlos Gray who's been killing it. How, is, how are we to assume he's going to stay healthy going forward? So at the end of the day, it's always going to be a gamble. Can they leverage this to maybe make some other moves? Yeah, they, there's a Carlos Rodon that's out there right now who's looking to be an ace for a team. But if he goes over to the Yankees, he's going to be the number two. And if he goes to the Yankees, the Yankees all of a sudden got the scariest starting pitching staff in the American League. So the Cubs need to start acting quick before the other teams get the best of the highest end talent. And right now there are still impact players, serious impact players available. Cody, it's funny because you're, you know, you're talking about the Cubs and the position they're trying to put themselves in. And here I am, a Sox fan, just looking on the outside. I'm like that, that meme where the guy from Narcos is just sitting there on the bench waiting for something to happen. Like, what the hell is going on with the Chicago White Sox? Nothing. 
I don't think they're going to do anything other than downsize. I think this team is planning on getting ready to maybe reboot things because this is not the fact that they're not doing anything scares me. And remember that team I mentioned that hasn't done anything yet? The Los Angeles Dodgers? Well, guess what they need? They need a closer. They also need a starting pitcher. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers come calling for a couple of the White Sox's very high high price talents that they can get their hands on. And quite frankly, if the Dodgers got their hands on like a Liam Hendricks or a Lucas Giolito, those guys will go over there and absolutely dominate because for whatever reason, if a player goes to the Dodgers, they just magically get better. Look at Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney was the number four starter for the Angels for three years, and he went to the Dodgers for two months, had a great two months, and signed a multi-year deal. He's Andrew Heaney. Yeah. And it's funny because when you when you say things like that, you're thinking Giolito would love to play on the West Coast, right? Right. And then you, you, team, guys obviously want to play with really good players. So when you get to the Dodgers, you kind of step up your game a little bit in those in those situations. So I do wonder a little yeah. bit that with the. Well, go ahead, Cody. Dude, it breaks my heart because the White Sox they have resources. They're just not doing anything with them right now. They're banking on the possibility that Yasbani Grandal comes have comes back and has a bounce back season because they're claiming that he was playing a lot of the year hurt which hey I don't doubt that Yaz is probably always hurt it's just man the White Sox I feel like they already missed their opportunity because they decided to hire a geriatric old man to run a very young team for two years and we all suffered through the consequences what drives me really nuts is Pedro Grafal is the best human possible hire they could have made and I'm not sure he's going to have the tools and resources to go out and win immediately. So it might be a couple of years. That points to what I'm really curious about, Cody, because Pedro Gafol is known as this guy who can kind of get the most out of players who can tap into their, their intensity, their, their defensive alignments, kind of a blend of the, the modern approach to sabermetrics and, and using the, the defensive positioning, you know, before you get rid of the, the shift. And, you know, to be able to have that mixed with some old school philosophies feels like, it should benefit a lineup, both offensively and defensively, that wasn't maximizing their talent. But even if you get these guys playing to their it still feels like there are holes to be filled on the south side. So if he does, if Grafol maximizes the talent that's available, where would still be the biggest places that the White Sox would still need to try and fill in holes? I mean, we saw it last year, the exact same holes they had last season – only now they got a slight hole at first base unless their plan is to move uh, big kid sheets over to first base, which is probably going to be the move for the time being. But they have some flexibility. They have young talent. But here's the question. When do they stop being young talent? Because at this point, Yohan Mankata has been in the big leagues for how long? Six seasons? He's no longer young talent. He's a big leaguer that hasn't played up to his expectations. He needs to play up to his expectations. Other players, Sheets, uh, I mean, throw a rock, name, name a name. Give me anybody. Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, guys that have been in the league now that are no longer, you know, young bucks that they're depending on. I totally understand them. Cody Decker joining us here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar in Tinley Park. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on, on the Sox for a little bit just because I'm, I'm selfish and I'm, I just want to be there. And, and I, I look at a guy like, are you, do you believe in Andrew Vaughn? Do you, do you, does he seem like something? Because to, to me, I, I was all for the White Sox, and this was, wasn't a popular opinion, 
at the, at the start of last season, I was off for the White Sox trading Andrew Vaughn for Frankie Montas. I feel like the, the Sox needed another starter. And I felt like, they, you know, if you were believing in guys like Robert and Mankata and Tim Anderson and, and Elo Jimenez, then you were going to get your productivity. And, and seeing Andrew Vaughn in left field and playing the outfield, it was just horrendous with, it, with his mechanics. He looked like a, like a little leaguer playing the outfield there. Um, but but do, you, do you have faith that he can be the guy that the White Sox want him to be? Possibly now with the opening at first base with uh, Brayu leaving over for Houston, which, by the way, that drives me insane. You can't look at this team right now that underperformed for the last se- that last season, tell them to go into this season, remove their very best hitter and arguably their heart and their soul and their, their, their offensive lineup and say this team is going to be better this season. If they are, that means the young talent, quote-unquote, that we just talked about, like the Sheets and the Vaughn, really stepped up. Now, Vaughn can go over to first base and possibly take over a DH role, and hopefully he can become that power here that they want that, you know, expected him to be. But am I going to bet on it? No. And looking beyond the city of Chicago, before we let you run, Cody, who so far on the hot stove? Has anyone made a move or moves that makes you feel like the power structure in baseball has shifted at all? No, because I still think there are moves to make. Someone was asking me about gambling futures the other day, and I'm like, no, there are no gambling futures. Like, well, the Padres just moved to 8-1. to Great. If the Dodgers signed Carlos Correa, the Padres' odds are going to move right back down to 15-1 to because Carlos Correa adding to the Dodgers changes the Dodgers' odds exponentially. Carlos Rodon signing back with the San Francisco Giants or the Los Angeles Dodgers or, God forbid, the New York Yankees or Houston Astros. Man, this is, those are a couple of seismic shifts those two players can bring to certain teams. I know the, the San Francisco Giants underperformed last season, but they had the best ERA in the major leagues for, uh, for a National League team. And that was a team that underperformed. They just didn't hit the ball last season. They get their hands on like a Carlos Correa and sign back Rodon. That might change the dichotomy of the NL West, and the NL West still has the Dodgers and, right now, the San Diego Padres, man. Baseball is going to be madness coming up. I'm really fired up. Uh, well, let's just hope that the rich do not continue to get richer. Of course, I'm talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers in that one. Hey, Cody, appreciate you hanging out with us on a Friday night, a baller-ass Friday night. You enjoy your, <laughs> you enjoy your Star Trek, all right? My man, hey, don't be afraid to watch me on uh, the Carton Show on Fox Sports 1 every day. You could have thrown me that plug. Oh, I, you just did, my brother. You just <laughs> did. Cody, have a great weekend, all right? See ya. Cody Decker, of course, just like you mentioned, from the Carton Show on Fox Sports 1. Make sure you check him out. And, you know, he's always, you know, doing some stuff on the score. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah down the line with Cody Decker. With, yep, yep. Yeah. Be on with Bernstein and Holmes on a frequent occasion. Like you mentioned, down the line, you can find him on Twitter at Decker6. That's right. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron. Uh, when we come back, we get an opportunity to start talking a little bit of football. What can the Bears be doing to have a good stretch run as they end the season? We'll discuss on the other side. We're here for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar in Tinley Park Tindley right Park. here on 670 The Score. We're back with more of the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Union Bar and Grill, 17821 80th Avenue in Tinley Park with Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron. Presented by Miller Lite, it's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans and always live on the free Odyssey app. If you don't got to work tomorrow, make some noise right now if you ain't got to work tomorrow. I'm off this weekend! 
Every Saturday, every Sunday during the football season, for the most part, I got something to do. So here, when I'm usually at a middle light top draft, I'm normally only sipping on water. But since I got no college football tomorrow, yeah. I got no Bears on Sunday, Bears on a bye week. So began having a middle light as well. And I've uh, known you, I think cheers, ching, ching. three years I've known you, and I've never seen you drink a beer. So this is awesome, <laughs> man. This is, That's right. I know. That's, That's right. Regular history, yeah. So now yeah, we're really we're hanging Park. out tonight. We're in Tinley Park. It's going it to be a great show, everybody. It's going to be a great show. That's what's up. Um, and what we do in a couple of hours, actually, just a little less than two hours. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so we'll be on TV. We do Bears Unleashed on Fox 32. Yeah, we're going to have to make a point to, so, to get some Fox 32 on one of these screens at some point by 930. We're low-key narcissists, and we'd love to see ourselves <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> Would that be like the metaverse or so the multiverse, maybe? Yeah. Like if yes. we're here, but then yes. we're on TV at the same time while yes. that's going on? So we're on the radio, on the television, uh -huh. and yeah. here in person. That's sure we make that happen. That's pretty impressive right there. Um, I agree. Yeah. But we we did have some really interesting conversations about the Bears um, today and, you know, just as they're heading into the bye week. And, and I couldn't help but to be thinking about a guy like Justin Fields. Hey. I got him going. That didn't take long. I told right. you, I'm, I'm a yeah. sucker for cheers. I told you guys that. <laughs> um, so Justin Fields, and I, and I think to myself, let's take some guesses. What is Justin Fields doing during his couple of off days during the bye week? Is he, is he, is he studying tape? Or is he's going to Disney, going to Disney World? World. <laughs> it's a little early. They haven't won a Super early. Bowl yet. Not yet. Probably working on it. Working on the Super Bowl. Okay. Hall of Fame. Canton. Canton. Check it out. Yeah. Probably a little early for that, too. Yeah. Working on it. He might have a gold jacket one day, but. He's probably playing video games. I think so. His cleats. Ah, oh, that's, that's a good right. Point. His cleats yeah. are there. You got it. You got it from, from the record breaking the Breaking the rushing yards. Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I, can, I can imagine Justin Fields because he's still young. He's got to be. He's got to be playing video games. Maybe. Does he Maybe. got a girl? Does he got a girl? I, I know he's got a dog. I, I don't know beyond that, but I think is it Uno? I want to say is his dog. I don't or know. Something like that. I was I gonna make a, a joke dog. about the B word, but just not appropriate because you. No, know, very inappropriate. No, 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 because the dog, the female dog. Right. No, I feel no, it. No, no. I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be going, factually accurate, going but yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, so I'm thinking about Justin and. What should he be doing and when, and during a bye week like this? Should he be unplugging? Should he be playing video games? Or should he be kind of watching tape and seeing where he can improve? I mean, you got seven full days, so he's got time for both. I, I do think you, you don't want to get too far away from the game. But just like anybody, like anybody, has anybody ever been on spring break? Has anybody ever made it a point to go somewhere to travel away? Like we get time away from work, Cancun, spring break around here. Yeah, Caribbean. Anybody? Okay, pseudo. Is it, this isn't the spring break right now, is it? No. Okay, you didn't come this to Tinley Park. This guy's too break. old to have this guy, spring break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but I mean, for the most part, a lot of people, when you go on spring break, you get a little bit of time to get away from work, get off of school or whatever it is. Normally, you'll leave the country or at least go to somewhere you don't live just for right. a little vacation type of situation. So I hope for at least a couple of days Justin Fields gets away because he is truly and always has been a workaholic. He has always been one of these guys that he's like on task at all times and so since you know he's, he does have the separated shoulder for the moment so you don't want to be out there doing something crazy you don't want to be out there surfing or cliff diving or something like that <laughs> but to at least be able to say he went and took some time to relax i think that would make all the sense in the world and i hope there is someone in his life who is urging him to do that to not necessarily get too far removed from things yeah don't get too far away from kind of the task at hand of having a strong month to close out the season but justin feels because he is such a workaholic. I do think that balance in his life is going to be important. So I'm hoping that, yeah, if he's getting a little gaming in for the night while he's still in town, okay. then at some point, make sure you get, you know, whether it's a trip 
or at least just where you kind of cut everything off, get off the social media, you disconnect from the world, and just say, you know what, I'm going to have a couple of days where I'm not thinking about being the Bears franchise QB for a little while. In my mind, in my sick, twisted Bear fan mind, okay. I see Justin Fields... On a treadmill? No. Like in a, in no, a no, no. sauna? Even, even worse than that. I doing, see him... pull-ups somewhere right Equinemia now. St. Brown, Byron Pringle, Cole Komet. They're like on the beach running plays on the sand. Okay. That's, that's what All I... Right. I don't know. For some reason, I'm yeah. just like... You know, Justin Fields like, no, I need you running this route, and this is how we got to <laughs> do this. But I know damn well that's... So a vacation, like a trip. Yes. A group trip. Yes. With teammates, where you can kind of get the work-life yes. balance, like vacation, but still mix in but, a little. But bit I want, work. but I want, I want, I want Justin Fields to dupe them ah, into being like, "Hey, fellas, you know okay. what? I'm I'm buying trips for the, for everybody. <laughs> I got I got everybody on the trip. We're going. See dudes on me. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go to I don't know Puerto Rico, uh-huh. and we're gonna go just, over just here. pulling out a random place, Puerto just, Rico. I don't know where yeah, I don't know yeah. where that came from. <laughs> uh, but we're going to Puerto Rico. We're going to Puerto Rico, and then uh-huh. what we're gonna, what's gonna happen is, and then all of a sudden he just you know sneaks it up on them. Right. Throws uh-huh. them a football, or some and like flags or something like uh-huh. that. And it's uh-huh. like, this uh-huh. is what we're doing. I guess the reason I say that is because I think about yesterday with Baker Mayfield, right? And someone touched on this where, you know, here he is a little over 48 hours with the team and takes them on a game-winning drive. And one of the biggest complaints of Justin Fields over the last couple of weeks is the inability to do just that. Yeah. And so then, you know, the the argument would be, well, he doesn't have that rapport with those guys. He Mm -hmm. hasn't. But Baker Mayfield just did that. So what can you say, like, to to, to that, to what happened yesterday with Baker and and his ability to kind of to, to, to be competent within that offense and to execute with guys that he has he's not even hasn't even been throwing them the ball doesn't know their timing that's all you that's all you hear from experts oh the timing's not right they got to throw the ball they need to do more workouts like, like what, what can you say when you're talking about a Justin and a Baker in that situation I mean Ju- Justin Fields is still growing as a passer okay. there's no doubt about that Baker Mayfield further along as a passer as a reader of defenses the rhythm and timing of, of throwing the ball as a quarterback in the National Football League, Baker Mayfield is further along in his development than Justin Fields is in that regard, while at the same time, even when like that first start that Justin Fields had last year, when they, the Bears played against the Cleveland Browns, oh Justin God. Fields' first start, rookie, Baker Mayfield's the opposing quarterback, the Browns have that ferocious pass rush, and the Bears and, and, uh, and Matt Nagy put Justin Fields in a situation where he just dropped back passing every Five time. Five wide. Over and over again, no additional protectors, no chips, in the pocket, no movement of the launch point, nothing. Justin Fields gets his clock clean. The offensive line gets destroyed by that defensive front from Cleveland. But if the quarterbacks were flipped that day, the result would have been exactly the same. Because Baker Mayfield, his limitations can show when you don't put him in the proper circumstance. Whereas Justin Fields, as he develops further and further, here's a quarterback who can play beyond the X's and O's. He's a quarterback who can, in special ways, make plays when plays aren't there to be made. We've seen that on display a lot more this season as the Bears quarterback. And his development, like, I mean, you know, I've been talking about since that Giants game, the New York Giants game where the offensive results on the whole, it wasn't like they were scoring a bunch of touchdowns there, but I was beginning to see the, the development of Justin Fields with his decisiveness as a quarterback, with his ability to read defenses, his willingness to throw the football, you know, before receivers starting to make his break. And just week by week, certainly month by month since then, that development has continued. We saw great examples of that last week against Green Bay. So I think the game-winning drives will end up coming. You know, the Rams are just all around a much better football team 
than what the Bears are, even in a season where they're losing, but the infrastructure of the Rams is far more developed, much further along with their offensive play caller, with the weapons in their system, their offensive line, their receivers, even though they're a little banged up at receiver. It's just overall a better offensive system that Baker Mayfield gets to step into and just put one drive together, and put two drives together, yeah. essentially, for the Rams and just be a small piece of that, whereas the Bears are in the infancy of not only Justin Fields' development, but the entire development of the offense. So it's going to come as Justin develops, as the Bears develop, as Luke Getzey gets a great feel for what Justin and the playmakers can do. The offensive line, we were talking about it. We're, you'll see us on Bears Unleashed on the TV in, what, an hour or something like that, 90 Stick minutes Stick around. Now. Right, well, we're going to be talking about it even on that show. Then we taped a little bit early to let you behind the curtain. We're, we're not doing that live, so you're not gonna, it's not going to be an optical illusion, but there's development that is taking place that the Bears right now are in the infancy of. Yeah, and you know what? Yesterday, even though my heart was broken and my bank account was diminished, um, <laughs> it was still some positives that came out of that game. The fact that the Bears... With that victory, ah, lock yeah. in that lock, get a little Draft bit closer, status. locking in that number two Draft spot, status, right? right? And who will the Bears take, or what will they do with that number two draft pick? Well, we get the Coming opportunity. For that number two <laughs> spot. That's right. We get to talk Close. to Eric Ed Home right after the break. See what he thinks. What is, what will the Bears do with that draft pick? Will they take one of the premier defenders that are available, or will they trade down? Uh, we get to talk to Eric Ed Home after the break about just that. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron. We are here at Union Bar in Tenley We're Park. We're in Park with the Miller Lite. Miller Lite Top Draft Show. We'll be back Love after it. this at 670 to score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 